I asked this question. What what makes a good dispatcher for box trucks? Um, we can go back and forth. I mean, I I give you one. Um, I give you one is understanding that the rates that these other uh, equipment get vans, semis, bigger equipment, they don't brokers don't treat box trucks like that. Um, so you know, kind of understanding that the market for box trucks, the rates are a little bit lower. Uh, some people think that like you're supposed to get the same rates as a semi. Um, so when you understand that the rates aren't the same, you can understand what's a good rate and what's a bad rate. Um, also one is um, a good dispatcher should also know your operational expenses. Like um, if they don't, if they coming in and they not uh, at least knowing what your operational expenses are, how can they, you know, book you lowest period, you know, cause you need to know at least what it takes to cost what dollar rate it costs to operate so if you don't know that information now you're just booking anything but if it costs me a dollar 17 and you booking those at a dollar 40 dollar 50 it's not much of a profit margin so knowing where i'm at as far as my operational costs will kind of better assist you in finding me lowest and knowing what i can and can't take or if you can actually take me on to actually take on my my operational costs yeah i'll say another thing is also uh for box trucks there's a different market uh with semis there's way more freight available for box trucks so with, with box trucks you can't go to every area uh you know a semi you could probably get out of florida you could probably get out of colorado uh mm-hmm. you know utah these cold areas but for box trucks there's only it may be 20 loads available 15 loads available you know um, so kind of knowing the areas to go to and all those also the areas to send your trucks to um which would kind of fall in under route planning you know knowing mm-hmm. how to route plan know how to keep your trucks in the high areas because there's different markets even for freight like the like Florida freight pays different than Chicago. Chicago is a very good area. Um, Midwest is a very good area, you know, but certain areas are not good areas for rates. So um, knowing those areas um, is definitely key. Um, Another one, um, time management. Um, 20 miles in New York is not. <laughs> 20 miles is not. It's not, it's, it's not, about not, two hours, yes, you, know, right. you know. So knowing what state, once you're in these like major cities, you gotta be, uh, looking at the time, time travel being some guys actually do operate against the ELD, so you gotta be aware of that time. So a good dispatcher should also have like time management skills, high, high time management skills. I said nothing is negotiation. Oh yeah. Some, some people don't know how to negotiate. Some yeah. people would just take what these brokers would give them, um, you know. And one thing we do is I think we negotiate pretty well. Um, I think that we we don't just settle for any kind of low, you know. So yeah. some people, because one thing about dispatch too is. It's like a two-way street. You're a dispatcher and you're pretty much dispatcher for someone. So you want to make your money as well. Right. So just kind of understanding that it's not just about you. It's not just about me making my 10%. It's about the quality of the dispatch, you know, making sure that I can keep carriers by having good rates. If I'm just sending you, like, I could send a driver to Colorado for $2,000, you know, $2,000 a mile, and I'm going to make money. But coming out of there, he may not make no money because right. expenses are a lot higher, gas is a lot higher stuff like that so um no knowing how to negotiate and just kind of um you know looking out for the driver putting the driver first because people think that dispatching is just dispatching but you're really running someone's business like you're running their business their entire business like they're counting on you the expenses and things like that you got to take in consideration all of the 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 driver's expenses because like you said a dispatching a thousand i'm dispatching for somebody right now i took them on and 
their previous dispatcher had dispatched my thousand miles for a thousand dollars. I said, "Damn, <laughs> the dispatcher made more money than you did." That's right. Because yeah. essentially, I mean, you two fill up to six hundred dollars, and you got gas and tolls, and I mean, two uh, you got tolls and things like that. By the time you look at it, and then you got the ten percent for no that money. for the dispatcher. You make no money. Yeah. So, yeah. and when I heard that, I, that kind of hurt. So I was like, I can take, I can take you on. <laughs> what, what, what is, what is you guys, or one of you could take this? What's your framework for for route planning? How do you think about your week or your weeks? How, how long do you stay out, and when do you come back? Talk about because your OTR is still right. Yeah, I'm still OTR. So talk about that. Um, so I don't have, I don't have nothing going on at home, no kids, no girls, stuff like that. So I'll be out there as long as much as I can be, whether it's a month, two months, stuff like that. It varies. Sometimes I may got to come back. Um, you know, sometimes I'm just out there. So I don't really have a time frame. I'm just wherever the money go, that's where I'm going. Um, you know, but for me, for route planning, there's certain states that I, I go to, certain states I don't go to. So when I book my loads, I kind of think about the next day. Some people think about that one load, like I'm gonna make, this is gonna be a good paying load, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of don't look at it like that. I look at my week in advance, like what areas can I go to that's gonna keep me rolling, you know. so. Um, like I would take, I would like if there's a load paying 230, 220 going to a cold area, I'm not gonna take that load because it's gonna mess up my next day. Mm -hmm. I would take a dollar eighty, dollar ninety to a hot area, you know, and out of that area I'm making get 220, 230 stuff like that because it's all about the averages. It's not just about that one load, you know. One day you may have a good day, you may one day you may have a bad week or something like that. But at the end of the week, it's about the averages of the loads. So um, we have certain areas that we go to that we only stay in. Um, you know, we run in certain mile radiuses due to ELD, stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of how we operate, which is normally from northeast, I would say what? Midwest. As far as like Connecticut to like Minneapolis. Okay. Um, we may hit Texas. The only part of Texas we may hit would be Dallas. Dallas. That's about it. Yeah. Um, but as far as probably south of like Memphis and then North Carolina. So just kind of like northeast to Midwest, back down to North Carolina. It's like a little triangle. Um, those kind of like the only areas that we hit. Those would be considered the hot areas for you. Yeah. yeah. And what are the cold areas that you try to stay out of? <laughs> Anything left of the Mississippi, Mississippi. Anything Wyoming, left of, Nevada, uh, Wyoming. Yeah. Utah, uh, Florida. And, and these are cold areas because like Colorado, the whole West Coast, Colorado, Washington, uh, Oregon, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota. These are cold areas because when you think about the surrounding states, like Cali could be a good area, right? But all the states surrounding that are cold, stuff like that. So if I'm in, uh, let's say, Ohio or Pennsylvania, the states around me, you got Chicago, you got Indiana, you got Connecticut, stuff like that. So you kind of want to stay around the states that is going to be good for freight where you can get something out good of Good for your commodity. Yeah. So, I mean, our commodity is general freight. So we're going to find general freight anyway. primarily from... Primarily, it's going to be up in the, the northeast region or the Midwest. Um, down in the south, it's kind of like a lot of agriculture, um, livestock, free things like that, and the, things a lot of spread out. So, in the way we dispatch, um, it doesn't really serve us to go to those spots because things are so spread out. So, you know, when looking for your second load or that third or that third partial, it's so hard to find it down there because like the dead is in between <laughs> each other, but. You know, up where up in Minneapolis or Illinois, we're going through the major cities, uh, Chicago, Indianapolis, uh, Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati, Akron, things like that. So there's places to stop off and pick up and find freight and, you know, hot areas. Got yeah. it. What about direct, direct freight? Do you guys have any direct relationships that you... Or do you kind of play the low board? Um, I, I got I got some um, some brokers that I do. How'd you with. get those relationships? Uh, just doing good work, you know, just being on time. Um, 
they ended up calling me for um, a second turnaround load, and I took that load, and I kind of just blossomed into them, just calling me whenever, you know, they got that load available. I kind of told them, hey, listen, you know, whenever you are in this lane or this area, you know, let me know, and I'll try to cover the load for you. So whether it's me, my brother, or one of our cousins, or one of our friends that got a box truck, I get these loads covered for them. So that has built this relationship that, that we have now, so. All right, guys, listen, before we continue the show, I gotta give a shout out to our sponsor and our partner, OTR Solutions, formerly OTR Capital. But listen, guys, OTR is much, much more than just a factoring company. They provide so many solutions to help the small carrier not only get into business, but to stay in business and maintain, right? So you guys have to partner with them and check them out. Don't take my advice for it. Talk to their clients, right? Talk to their clients. Find out what the people are saying. Everybody will tell you the same thing. So make sure you give OTR Solutions a call at 470-900-3338 or click the link in the bio below. Make sure you check them out and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. I got a little down that I get every Wednesday and every Friday. Okay. <laughs> uh, How does that impact your bottom line, just knowing that you have that? I mean, Friday. I know I'm good, but I mean, right. if I go bust these two loads, <laughs> and my brother told me, like, man, stop basing. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm chilling at home. Right, you know go you got it. that. Yeah, so, but as long as I got these, this Wednesday load and this Friday load, I'm able to, uh, my expenses I'm at for the month. So, bare minimum, I can do that, and I'm good. Right. And, and then I also dispatch, too, so, but okay. that, they, they good And people. I would say another good way to build a relationship with brokers is um, communication. You yeah. know, one thing I kind of learned with with DoorDash, if you order some food, you want to know where your food at is all, all the time. You know, like whatever you order, you get a tracking on where it's at. Facts. So one thing, some brokers, they will track you. Some brokers won't track you. Um, so the best way I say to build relationship with brokers, what we do is, um, you know, whenever you book a load, you always hit the broker up, say, hey. Or let's say you book a load, you know, you get the Raycon and stuff like that. You want to go pick up the load. You hit the broker with an ETA. Hey, how's it going? I'll be at the shipper in an hour. Once you get there, update again through email. My driver has arrived. We'll update you once we're loaded. Once you hit him with another email, driver's been loaded. Uh, scheduled for ETA next morning at 8 a.m. Next morning in the early morning, uh, hey, uh, driver's getting ready to head out to the receiver. We'll update you once he's there. Once he gets there, driver's unloaded. Here's a picture of the POD. Hit him with a final email. Nice working with you. If you have any other work in these areas, uh, I can help you cover that. Yeah. And a lot of people don't do that. Like communication yeah, is very key in this industry. And that simple communication you don't understand how many brokers would, you know, just wow, Call man, you you're time. you're a very good carrier. You know, you, you're the, the the communication is great and stuff like that is how we build relationship with brokers. Um, it's just communication. You know, it's just respect, just knowing um, that there's multiple people involved mm. in this, and not just me and you. Because the broker deals with the customer, they want to know where their stuff at. You know, so you got to update them, then you update them, and then everyone's kind of happy. Mm. You know, if a broker's hitting you up, asking you where good. you at. <laughs> that's, 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 that's not a good, that's not a good so, luck. 